Hey, welcome to the Knowles 24-7 Podcast. This is Brendan Sinone. We have a lot to get to today, uh, so we're not going to take a whole lot of time for the introduction, but a little bit of news. Chris Knee is here. He's not dead. I live. A steroid shot to the ass will do that, too. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's a picker-upper. Uh, so Chris is here. Josh is joining us over the Skype uh, iPad deal. Say hi, Josh. Hey, what's up? He Thanks sound- for having me on, Brendan. Oh, you're welcome. He sounds like he's held hostage like in the back of a car somewhere we're nice to josh on this podcast unlike his other podcasts we don't talk about the other podcasts on this podcast you're right yeah all right so there's a lot of stuff to get to uh go figure it's december and uh there's news there's news there's rumors uh let's start off with substantial stuff which is recruiting commitments uh fsu's had a couple the last few days they had a really big official visit weekend Chris, I'm going to kick it off to you to talk about and just kind of set a scene for us what it was like being on the the bench outside of uh, outside of Doak. Uh, FSU had 14 officials in over the weekend, and they had five unofficials. They're going to probably sign all 14 of those officials. They've gotten two commitments out of that group, the official group. Those two are Jay Williams, a JUCO offensive tackle from California, he committed early on Monday. And then Marie Smith, offensive lineman from Miami Central, flipped from Boston College to Florida State. They also got a commitment from Kevon Glenn. He was an unofficial. He came in on Friday along with his teammate Will Anderson, a 2020 kid who's got real good film. FSU offered Will Anderson. Kevon knew leaving that visit that he was committing to FSU. He called uh, Zach Blostein with us, let him know immediately that he was going to commit, talked to Willie on Saturday, made it public on Sunday. Good weekend. They know how to host kids. They do a hell of a job with official visits. If they actually get a kid on campus, they're going to have a real legit shot at pulling a kid off, getting them in the commitment class. This weekend was about guys that are signing early. The only one in this group who may not sign early is Akeem Dent. And truthfully, I still think Akeem Dent is very much in play to sign early. We'll know by Friday whether or not he's going to do it. Josh talked to somebody close to Akeem last evening. They said he would probably wait till February because he'd like to do it with his you know, teammates and friends. But I think FSU's going to keep on pushing and try to get him to do it. It's kind of similar to Asante Samuel Jr. from last year, who kind of waited till the last second of the early signing period to go ahead and ink paper. Um, but no, great weekend. It was about you know offensive linemen, linebackers, positions of need. They've gotten two commitments from offensive linemen, one from a linebacker. Another one of the unofficial visits with Lakia Henry, Juco kid, committed to Tennessee inside linebacker. He's from South Georgia. He's a kid that got a great shot of flipping, but that won't happen probably till January. I think he'll come back on an official visit in January. He came with mom and grandma on this visit. By all accounts, really, really liked it. I think Tennessee has a feeling that he's probably going to leave their class and very likely end up at FSU if FSU keeps pushing. The uh, non-committed kids that are still on the board coming out of the weekend that did not commit in the last 36, 48 hours. Raymond Woody III, son of FSU's linebackers coach. FSU wants him as a safety. I'd be surprised if he goes anywhere but FSU. FSU was the only official he took with the current staff in place. He also went to Louisville okay. earlier on, but their staff has changed over since then. And then Malcolm Ray, USF commitment defensive lineman. FSU's recruiting as a D-tackle. He doesn't really look much like a D-tackle right now. He's actually quite slender on his long frame, but he has a big frame to kind of fill out. So I think long-term he will definitely develop into a D-tackle. Kid's got an excellent motor, really hard player. Just one of those kids that kind of brings it, has what FSU wants and the qualities of a kid. Um, 
He's a kid that has been a little bit back and forth. He really likes Charlie Strong in USF, but in the end, I think he commits to FSU. And then the third one is um, his teammate, Jarvis Brownlee. Jarvis, right? Yeah, Jarvis okay. Brownlee. Just make, I had to think about sure that. Make sure I wasn't having a brain fart there. Uh, talented defensive back, could play corner, could play safety. He was committed to Miami about a week ago, backed off that. He's choosing from FSU, UCF, and Miami. I'd be shocked if he goes back to the Hurricanes. He liked UCF a lot, but I think FSU kind of won him over. So, all in all, productive weekend. Probably the only other guy really worth mentioning from an unofficial standpoint, Darius Washington, offensive tackle. FSU put in a lot of work there, but did not yet offer. That's a recruitment that's going to progress into January. And then Quayshawn Fuller. Long-time FSU commitment, came in for an unofficial one to hang out with Tribe 19, had a hell of a lot of fun. But he wants to take a few officials in January, so he's not signing till February. So that kind of wraps up the weekend. All right, and then we go into early signing period on Wednesday. We're recording this, like, oh, what day is it, Tuesday? It's Tuesday. Uh, Josh, what do you all – day. All day. Josh, all day. What, do you, what do you foresee happening on Wednesday? What are the names that we're looking for with, with signings and uh, who won't be signing, who will be signing, who are your crystal balls, where are your balls at? As you know, I do but, um, firsthand. It, as they usually are at the lead up to signing day, just all over the place. But right now, I think we're all looking at William Putnam, big offensive lineman out of Tampa Plant. Um, things have been trending positively for Florida State over the last what seventy-two hours. I think um, talking to Anna Hickey at our Clemson site, they had been the biggest threat to land them, but it looks like now that it's going to be um, Florida State. And then, I don't know, moving over to a defensive tackle, um, I think all three of us have crystal ball picking for Malcolm Ray to flip from USF to FSU. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. So we think that that's going to go down. And then uh, Jarvis Brown. We're all in consensus there as well, aren't we, boys? We are. We are, in fact. And Raymond Woody, I believe. Uh, do you have one in on Woody? I, I did it much later, but yes. Yeah. Yes, and we're all in consensus. No one cares about my crystal balls. I care about them. I care, Simone. I care. I mean, it is a higher rate than Josh's crystal balls. Yeah, I mean, the the big piece of the puzzle for FSU to potentially add is Putnam. He's the elite dude that's left on the board as far as early signings. There's other guys they were involved with, you know, the Evan Neals of the world, Jaden Hazelwood, who's not actually doing anything until the All-Star game January 5th. But at this point, I don't think we project any of those types of FSU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I spoke to a couple sources yesterday, and um, just to check in on Evan Neal, I still feel very good about my pick for Alabama with him. Um, I do think Florida State's Florida State's probably running number two. Not that it really matters, but but for those that keep track at home, second um, place is first loser. Yeah, I think it's I think it's Alabama, Florida State, Miami down to the finish for Neal, um, and then. I'd like to uh, I'd like to make a hypothetical crystal ball pick if you guys are up for it. Can you just do a real crystal ball pick with it? No, go ahead. I, w- I want to see where you're crystal balling Sam Howell right now. I still think it ends up being FSU at the end, but my lord, has that thing not been frustrating as they come? I uh, sometimes saying nothing is better than constantly saying something is yeah. the best way I can describe my current stance on that recruitment. Uh, Brendan, where's your ball on Howell? Well, right now it's on FSU, which I predicted accurately. Where's your hypothetical one? I'm going to move it to Foggy in the next 12 hours just to send our fan base into a frenzy. 
How about wow. that? How about that? You have no respect for the crystal ball. I don't. It's stupid. Some of us have an immense amount of respect for it, and then there's other people like Josh Newberg. <laughs> I know very little about recruiting and trending at 90%. Here's the thing with how that irritates me. 90. The family acting like they don't know that Kendall Bryles is expected to be next OC is just shenanigans. I mean, they know. We know for a fact they have been told that. Mm-hmm. So like I and so why I you just go so, public with yeah. that? And if you if you want to decommit, just do it. Come on, be a young man, be a family that understands your situation. Just do it. Well, if you want to flip, flip. To to me, the using that as an excuse is an excuse because this has been. If he is going to flip, this has been in the works for more than a few days. Yeah. More since the offensive coordinator position. If you're not confident in the future of FSU and you'd prefer to stay home and go to a school down the street. Well, here's the thing, guys. I think I think you, you guys are right, but you're missing the point. Where's your crystal ball, Josh? We didn't ask you. That's what you wanted. That's what you set us up for. Where's your crystal ball? Sam Howell, Sam Howell was ready to flip to UNC weeks ago, like you said. The, the plan kind of took a turn when Fedora got fired. So I think that's why, Chris, you're not seeing him decommit. That's why you're – because he is making a decision now. Before the decision was made, he was going to go to UNC. Yeah, I I agree with you. The day Walt Bell left, if Larry Fedora was on good standing at UNC, I think he would have flipped. I agree with you. Right. So so that's my point. So you're saying like – you know, because now he has a decision made. Now the decision was already made. He was going to go to UNC under Fedora. But now that it's Mac Brown and it's a – it's Longo calling the plays. It's just a different situation, so I think that's why you're seeing it drag out the way it is. And I think ultimately, I think he does flip to, to UNC. I'm not convinced. So he's a relationship-based kid. He doesn't really have a great relationship with anybody at either school. He knows Longo some from Old Miss. He's obviously dealt with Willie some, and Willie's worked hard, I think, over the last four to six weeks to kind of build that relationship, build that bond. Uh, but, yeah, I agree with that. I'm but the at the end of the day, I... I I'll put it this way. It's kind of like Putnam. I never had a reason to move my crystal ball off of FSU for Putnam. With how well there's a lot of things going on and plenty of evidence that UNC is certainly a player, I've truly not been given a definitive reason why to flip it off of FSU. And his father's comments aren't that for me. Like, at this point, his father's comments are null and void with me. I don't really pay him much mind. I also don't get why Sam doesn't ever talk. He does on, on Instagram Live. Yeah, and then doesn't. How's that? I mean, for this to be official, he's gonna like he's gonna have to change his name. Can't be Duke if you go to UNC. Is that what you're trying to say? You might just change it to MJ because he's the goat. <laughs> no, that, I think that's the biggest intrigue for the next few days. Is if, for, if Chris and I were talking from about an FSU week. perspective, I agree. Truthfully, sure. the thing that intrigues the hell out of me is Trey Sanders. Because for so long we thought he was probably going to Alabama. We saw Georgia crystal ball. And this, Georgia's this getting interesting with that. Georgia's really pushed. Florida thinks they have a shot because they took his brother, you know, and that was the last official, but I don't think that would be the case. And even Texas isn't ready to, you know, dismiss themselves from the party. I don't think it's going to be FSU, obviously. I think, truthfully, out of five, FSU's fifth. But, fifth. but that whole thing's just – Trey's done a great job of creating intrigue, and nobody can get him to actually, like, say something on the record. So it is one of those that – I think a lot of people are going to be tuned in with not really positive. I have my Chris Wall in Alabama, and I've come so close to flipping it to Georgia. You know, 
about six times. Back in the spring one time, I almost did it several times here recently. He's known Kirby a long time. But that that one, like of the guys that are on FSU's board, mm-hmm. even if FSU's not really a player, that's the one that I'm most intrigued by of the bunch. And Derek Hall is probably second just because, you know, for so long he's been an Auburn lean and it just never happened. So it's kind of like, why hasn't it happened? And he's had some Ole Miss. And I still balls. think he's going Auburn, but yeah. like, why hasn't why, it happened? Why not? It's yeah. kind of like Tyler Davis and Clemson, but Tyler's a little different. Tyler's a inverted kid that doesn't do a whole lot introverted. of Introverted. Introverted, sorry. In- inverted, inverted would be a weird Yeah, he's not hanging out upside down, sorry. Um, <laughs> he's, you know, he's very quiet, kind of keeps to himself. Derek Hall is not that. Derek's, you know, much more outgoing. But the only, like, the only stuff we really are monitoring. Right now, um, and who knows by the time this podcast changes, is is Sam Howe and developments there and Will Putnam, right? For FSU related, like that, that yeah, are really pertinent. Will came dent sign. Yeah. Uh, There's you know, some drama with Kalen DeLoach. Yeah, a no, little bit, but we're not too there concerned about it. There is drama with Kalen DeLoach. Stop it. Well, there, Stop there, it, Sam Webb. Stop there's, it. There's manufacturing um, drama right now. You know, Woody, Brownlee, Ray are the guys from the weekend see if they follow through with commitments. Does Dent sign Putnam follow through with a commitment? What does Sam Howell do? Those are the main ones from an FSU perspective. I feel like I'm free. Oh, Derek Hunter. Who the hell knows what Derek Hunter is going to do? I'm not even going to sit here and try to fancy a guess. Texas A&M feels real good about it, which makes me really think he's not going he's to not Texas going to A&M. <laughs> and then Florida has some confidence, but who knows? Derek Hunter is one of those dudes that has given quotes about a commitment elsewhere before. Quotes got published and he said he never committed there. So that, that's I like sort Derek. of how he's, his recruitment is. He's a good player, but you're talking about creating a culture and changing stuff around, and that's kind of not yeah. what you're what you're looking for. If, listen, you get him, you get him. If not, I think you move on. I've never feel okay. About I've never it. been all that enthused about Derek Hunter. Yeah. What about you, Josh? What? spitball a little bit on just what your thoughts on signing day, early signing period, since, you know, 65, 70% of kids are coming off the board. I think you got to look at the most important guys. I mean, Dante Lucas is, is doing a little dog and pony show down in Miami, but I fully expect him to sign with Florida state um, prior to the weekend. There was some optimism, especially on Miami's end. I'm talking to Andrew Ivins of our 24 seven site. But I don't think um, I don't think that's a major concern. So I think it, the the focus is going to be on Sam Howell and what he does on Wednesday. I wouldn't be surprised if Sam Howell doesn't sign tomorrow. What do you guys think? I mean, I think the odds of him. I uh, I know the family's gone back and forth on saying whether or not he would even sign early. If I'm him, I don't sign early. Why would you? Because he's an he, early. You just enroll so wherever you, you want after the All American Bowl. Just just you know, show up in Chapel Hill or show up in Tallahassee. If you have the option as a recruit to not sign anything that binds you, don't. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Wasn't it? Was it Roquan Smith in recent history? I can't Didn't remember. Didn't ever sign. Yeah, yeah, and and I agree with that. If I'm a recruit, I would, especially in a situation like Sam Howell's in, because both UNC and Florida State would do anything to wait on him. So if you're Sam Howell, why why put yourself in a situation where you bind yourself into a a contract for no reason when you could just you know keep keep an eye on things and enroll in a school in three weeks? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. But I don't think he'll do that. I think he'll eventually sign. It might be it'll 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 probably be Wednesday, but it could be in the days in the days following. Yeah. All right. So from one quarterback to another, 
Josh, would you like to address the Justin Fields rumors and reports from USA Today and ESPN and uh, kind of the, the little breadcrumbs that we've dropped? Yeah, I don't know if you guys heard, but I put a crystal ball pick in for Justin Fields. Like two years it was ago. In June, it was in June of 2017. <laughs> I may have read that on Dogs 247. It was in June of 2017, but you guys, I foresaw this happening. I mean, I put it in for Florida State. Not, not – not because I, I thought he was going to commit to Florida State out of high school. I was playing the long game here. I was Steph Curry. I had Steph Curry range on this one, guys. I was just walking to the gym shooting that crystal ball. Um, but, yeah, so he – well, we'll see. He hasn't officially come out and said it yet. But um, Dan Wolken with the uh, USA Today reported last night. Dan's usually, Dan's usually good with this stuff. But um, he reported – probably got the publication right. That – Justin Fields intends to transfer from George after his freshman season. Little boys growing. Fields hasn't. We don't know necessarily if he's gotten a release yet. That hasn't been reported, has it? I don't think he has. I think Kirby essentially said he was on the practice field and practiced damn good or something like that, and that that's where they're going with it. Last I heard was that his his name was supposed to be in the transfer portal today, but that's not a release. As we've seen with the transfer portal, and this is all new to us, that it's kind of a moving target. That just means you intend to transfer. It doesn't mean you're going to. Transfer portal basically makes it where you can have conversations and it's not a a team tampering. It's like Tinder. Tinder for recruits. Let me go check the transfer portal. (laughs) Or Bumble. What are the kids doing nowadays? I don't know. The interesting thing with Fields is the initial reports, uh, specifically ESPN's report, said, what, Florida State, Oklahoma, Ohio State? Correct. So FSU's looking to sign Howell. Current quarterback situation is mediocre. You have, Ohio- two, you have two on scholarship right now with James Blackman, DeAndre Francois. Francois, we don't know what his intentions are because he hasn't put it made it public right. yet. Wait, I- are y'all, y'all trying – of course FSU's going to try to go after – No, 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 I'm not saying that. Let him finish let him his – let him, you, you look up your transfer portal. Those Make are really sure pretty flowers that Josh has on his – OU, you know, losing Thanks. Kyler, obviously. Spencer Rattler's the next dude up. I don't know who's the middle guy if there's a bridge there. But Spencer Rattler's arguably the best quarterback in this year's class, and he's a kid that can play early in his career. Maybe not day one, but early in his career. And then Ohio State, you know, I don't think Haskins has yet made a decision. If I'm Haskins, I'm going pro. It's a weak quarterback, quarterback class, yep, and he's pretty damn good. Yep. And then Tate Martell is the next man up there. So it's very interesting. All three kind of have relatively high-end names in play. Martell's most you know, game-ready because he's been there. But if those are the main three suitors, it will be interesting how what's on the roster plays into Field's ultimate decision if he does, in fact, leave Georgia. It didn't play into his last decision. Yeah, but I think he's and that be a lesson learned. That, that might have not been the most uh, advantageous decision. I don't want to say bad decision because Georgia's great school and whatnot. But from a get out there and play ball yeah. situation, going with Jake Fromm, who literally is the human personification of a bulldog. Because he's ultra competitive, he's not gonna just let it go because you're supposed to be real good. Yeah, it might not have been the best situation to put himself in if he wanted to play early, early on. So, what does the transfer portal tell you, young man? I do not see Justin Fields in here yet. 
Yeah, I don't know if I don't want to say it was definitely Rusty, but I think somebody over there that way might have been Rusty. It was Rusty. Who said was that Rusty? Say he thought it would be in by late Tuesday. I think is what yeah. he said. Is that or maybe wouldn't be surprised or he expects it to be? I can't remember the exact phrasing, but and worth noting that Rusty mentioned a few names that there would be interest. It was Oklahoma and Ohio State. Yeah. Did not mention Florida State, um, but we've heard that there would be uh, and, potential interest in Florida uh, to, State. Turn back the clock 12 months ago, FSU was still making an effort with Justin Fields under Willie, Willie Taggart. Taggart. That was so there's a bit of a connection there, even though obviously a vast majority of FSU recruitment with him dealt with the guy that's now in College Station. He who should not be named. Yeah. yeah. Even though we did like you, you three podcasts. You don't want to go insulting, <laughs> so I'm going to stay away from that. So, But FSU is certainly going to be in the transfer market. Whether they sign Howard or they don't, they're going to try to get a second quarterback. And that could be another high school kid. It could be a grad transfer. I think they want somebody who could contribute immediately. So a guy like Fields, who potentially may have to sit out a year, may be a bit of a gamble. But a guy like Fields isn't a gamble because he's so damn talented. We've been working with the assumption that they would explore the the grad transfer market. They're exploring every yeah, market. They are, but that they would want be, to make that room better. That would be the most sensible someone who could come in and provide depth yeah. right away and play. But I think uh, Justin Fields, you don't know if he's going to get a hardship or not. And again, it's all hypothetical. But if he did get a hardship waiver and could play right away, that's obviously a game changer. But even if he couldn't, I think that's someone that you would at least have to. He's so talented, like you would explore it, even yeah. if it meant him not being able to contribute in 2019. And while nothing official has happened, I, we're all of the opinion and the belief that it's very likely DeAndre Francois is not in an FSU uniform next year. Correct. Um, yeah, it's one of those where we've kind of been waiting. He obviously graduated, walked last week. Good for him. Congrats to all the guys that graduated. You know, Kermit great. Whitfield graduated. Yeah. All right, all right, sorry, I'm it's all, it's it, awesome. Well, that's not bad, though. It's always good to see guys finish out. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's something that Leonard with the basketball program is an adamant believer in. Even if you go pro early, you need to get your degree. It's good to see a guy like Whitfield, who obviously didn't come from a whole hell of a lot, yeah. you know, go and get the degree. And Kermit's still in Cincinnati on the practice squad, has been there for two years now. You know, good for him. Good. Back to Justin Fields. Josh, anything else? We're all looking at you anxiously waiting for your hot uh, takes. No. I mean, we know Florida State has interest. I can confirm that firsthand. Um, we got to just wait till he gets his release. The, the release is important. Um, without a release, any contact would be considered tampering through the NCAA. So um, we just wait. Be patient. This thing's going to play out. I don't think it's going to go as long as his recruitment. Um, maybe a couple weeks. Maybe shorter than that, but until he gets his release, uh, programs really can't have contact with him or his family. It's going to be a wild year in the quarterback transfer market, potentially. Him, Hurts, Tate, those are at least three. There's a few others already out there. Sean Robinson's already in there. It could be really wild, and it's a year where the high school quarterback class just wasn't all that great. I mean, Howell's won the top four, and the the first tier really ends at the four. It's him, Holinsky, Rattler, and Bo Nix are really that first tier. And that kind of falls a bit off a cliff from there. The Elite 11 and stuff like that show those. And I know there's always guys that elevate their game at the next level who aren't like that in the Elite 11. But in general, it's not like last year's class where you had Lawrence and Fields at the top and then still a hell of a lot of good talent under them. Mm-hmm. It's not near as deep as last year. So there's going to be a healthy amount of teams out in that market chasing that. So, And you know, teams that lose a transfer could very easily be in the market for a transfer. So. 
It's going to be fun. It's going to be like a second season of recruiting. All the fun that we lose on February's National Signing Day because of the early signing period. The, the transfer. We'll now come back with transfer market stuff. So, Do you remember – like when a graduate transfer quarterback was a was a big deal, yeah, like that was like and Russell it was Wilson. Few and far between. Exactly. And now it's become the norm. The the grad transfer rule was one of those things that like I agree with because it gives a kid credit for going to school and getting his degree, which mm-hmm. ultimately should be one of the first goals for most. Um, but at the same time, the grad transfer thing has completely created an entire new market space. It's super prevalent in basketball, and it's becoming more and more prevalent in football. It's almost. Uh, it seems like a like this came from high school though, uh, where guys were transferring three schools or so in, yeah. in three years. Uh, but guys, and, are, and that's kind of trickled upwards. Just to use an example, I'm not referencing anybody specific, but it was a kid last year. You go to Rice, you develop a little bit, you play offensive line for two years, you get your degree, you have one year left, and you're better than Rice at that point in your career. Mm-hmm. You're a guy that's experienced. You know, you can be a plug and play at an SEC school or something like that. You go on the grad transfer market, and all of a sudden you're moving upstairs. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going from you know Rice, who's a lowly program, to like an Auburn or somebody of that kind of clout. Yeah. It's just funny. It's it's created its whole minor league system market to itself. It it gives the athlete more power, which I'm always in I'm favor of because they don't have yeah. a whole lot of it typically. So, um, all right, and I guess one more thing to go over here, and I'll throw this to you, Josh. Is there's still how we forget there's still an offensive coordinator uh, vacancy at Florida State, technically correct? Yeah, uh, there is technically. I think this thing gets wrapped up. I think it'll be Kendall Bryles. Um, probably going to happen after signing day i mean hell we're less than 24 hours away from signing day at this point so it will likely happen after signing day um but yeah all signs point to it being kendall bridled do you think it will be after signing day or do you think it'll be after houston plays in the armed forces bowl That's I think it'll be, right, well right? when do they play in that uh let me look real quick for you i'm not 100 sure 28 i think it'll be that sounds right signing. i think it'll be after signing day okay I just I, I wondered where you stood there. It's weird. I've I've asked a lot of people, some of whom are very well informed on FSU and hiring processes. Why are they waiting? I've never truly gotten a definitive answer. It's certainly not a good answer, too. Yeah. Forget definitive. There's just not one that makes. Like, but I've never gotten the. Uh, we're trying to do a news dump during the Christmas cycle when things are kind of you know something like hiring a guy with the last name Bryles will be a little more soft and. Never gotten uh, it's because of trying to save Houston's early signing class. He wants to coach Houston in the bowl game. Never gotten anything that truly is definitive about why. The early signing period seems to be the working theory for most, but I've never gotten it like definitively stated to me. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Dynamite. Dynamite. Well, I mean, I've heard, I, I've heard reason. I've, I've heard a reason why, but I'm not ready to. Ready to say publicly. Um, I want to see. I want to see how this thing plays out. What happens, and then we can talk about it later. All right, I like it. It's intriguing. I think that's a good way to wrap this up. Do we have anything else? Secrets are not good for the relationship. I'm good. All right, we're all good. Josh checked out. We lost him five minutes ago. Yeah, you know, Josh. He... I'm. I'm good. I'm good. You guys want to talk? Uh, what are we talking? We don't about? have anything else to talk about. I think. I think this is us ending things. Signing off. All right. Taking thanks a break. Brandon. Josh, Appreciate thanks for joining. Joining. No, don't hang up on us. No, wait. All right. Hang up. Hang up on him. Hang up. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else you want to go over? No, nah, I think I'm good. I mean, I, I don't need to gush about hoops. Okay. They, uh, <laughs> as, he, as he sits back to gush about hoops. 
<laughs> you know how I love my hoots, but uh, I mean they're nine and one. Go watch them. They they have a couple. They play UNF on Wednesday. They go down to Sunrise, Florida, and play the Orange Bowl Classic, which is like home away from home for them in December. They play St. Louis, who's actually a pretty good ball club in that game. That's a good, nice little tune-up. Last one they really have before ACC play. And then they come back and they play, uh, I believe it's Winthrop on New Year's Day. Might be Wofford. I might be mixing up my W's. But that's the last non-conference game. And then they roll in ACC play with, I think, their first threes, Virginia on the road, and then Duke and Miami in some combination, I believe, at home for both of those. So hell of a start in ACC play. They're a good team. Kofor came back last night, got five minutes, a little bit rusty. They'll work them in. Ham doesn't want to push him. He keeps referencing last year with Kamaji where they pushed him. He got tendonitis and really wasn't all that good down the stretch, which we saw against Mizzou very much when he couldn't go. Um, I believe it was to his right. He struggled to move to his right. So they're fun. They're a good bunch. Devin Vassell, like Sam Cassell, uh, very fun freshman. Last night was kind of a coming out party for him. He got the most minutes he's had this year, put up a career high in points, double digits in both. He's fun to watch. They're they're a fun group. They uh they've yet to kind of hit their stride, but I think some of that's by design. I think there's been a lot of tampering and playing with the lineups to kind of figure out what different groups play well together and to give guys minutes to get guys like David Nichols and Devin Vassell much more acclimated. Raekwon Gray who didn't play last year, Anthony Polite who didn't play last year. Those four guys have been very heavily integrated into the program this year. But they're a good group. It's a fun team. It's the best team Ham's had at FSU, in my opinion. I thought you weren't going to gush about I the basketball. Gush. That, that was short, man. That Compared to last time, that, that was pretty short. Remember when we first started doing the podcast, we would do like 20 minutes on basketball and baseball. Yeah, Bob was here, then too. Then we took Bob off. No. <laughs> do you want to talk about uh, Florida not wanting to schedule UCF? No, I, I don't. I don't live in your world. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to Knowles Twenty Four Seven podcast. Uh, I'm not sure when the next one's going to be. We have Christmas coming up. Uh, Chris is going traveling. I'll be traveling to and from Tallahassee in a few days span. Uh, we'll all be at different places. Uh, so if we if there is substantial news, either with quarterback recruiting or a coordinator hire, uh, we will put something together. But I can't promise it'll be the normal high quality that you expect. This is high quality. Five-star reviews on iTunes, guys. Thanks for listening.